Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond. I'm a church planter candidate with Mile One Mission. And I'm Matt Leahy. I am a church planter planting KCC over in Kilbride. And I'm Curtis Rogers, and I'm a summer intern here at Mile One Mission. All right. Welcome, guys. Uh, Thanks, Adam. Forgot to ask you on the last one, but how was you, we just did Thanksgiving weekend. How was your Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, man. It, yeah. I, like, I had three rounds. I ate turkey Saturday, Sunday. You know gluttony is a sin, right? No. Well, oh, well, it wouldn't all one day, so you're good. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, listen, I, I actually, um, I actually fell asleep Saturday afternoon, knelt down on the floor over the couch with my head buried in the couch cushions, and my middle daughter was riding me like a horse, and I did not move. <laughs> and I've never fallen asleep like that before. That's right? a hilarious sight, right? Oh, so listen, Saturday was hard. Like it was turkey coma to the max. Yes, boy. Well, sure. I mean, usually you have like, you know, a hot turkey sandwich, like maybe just supper after or something. Mm -hmm. But where, so Sabrina's mother and her boyfriend were out over the weekend. We had a great time. Went to Lester's farm for their pumpkin fest or whatever. And got some great family pictures and all that. Uh, So we had turkey on Saturday and then Sunday for dinner, they were like, hey, let's have, or no, sorry. We had turkey on Sunday, and then Monday before they left, they're like, hey, let's have hot turkey sandwiches for dinner. And I was like, isn't that kind of heavy? Like, that's going to be a heavy, like, I did not eat supper. I had nachos for supper on Monday. That mm-hmm. was it, because we had full-on hot turkey sandwiches. We went and got fries from Swiss Chalet, leftover gravy. Like, yeah, that was a heavy meal. So there's this meme that's going around on, uh, on social media about what the week looks like after Sunday with what, you <laughs> <laughs> with what you eat. And I'm looking at it here in my phone, and here's how it goes, right? So Thanksgiving weekend, Sunday, turkey dinner. Monday, hot turkey sandwiches. Tuesday, cold plate. Wednesday, turkey hash. And just yeah. for lingo perspectives, hash is just a mix mash of all the... Yeah, your leftovers you fry it up. Basically. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Thursday turkey soup. Friday salmonella. Saturday turkey tacos. <laughs> <laughs> I love how salmonella is between what? Um, uh, turkey soup. Turkey, and turkey soup tacos. and turkey tacos. <laughs> so did the soup give you salmonella or like what? What's on the go there? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Curtis. How was your weekend? It's pretty best kind by. Like I had a bunch of uh, feeds of. Turkey dinner. Uh, I, I had two. I'll probably have a bunch of leftovers now throughout the week, though. Um, yeah, it was best kind. I'm it, very intrigued now by, sorry, by turkey tacos. Like, uh, that yeah, really has me thinking right now. Yeah, I don't think I would like that. No, I, I'm going to end up trying that. Yeah, I'm not going to try that. I make some cheese sauce, not, you know, just make some actual sauce, some flour in that, no, and that. Cheese, melt that up. Yeah. All right. So, our last episode was Disappointment in Ministry, and we talked about our own personal examples. Uh, so now let's get a bit more personal and uh, let's start like, how do we ourselves handle disappointment? So guys, tell me, how do you handle your disappointment? Well, I guess you could say, uh, well, I guess how you should handle it. Like one of the ways you should handle it is to pray. Um, and 
No, I, I'm. Okay, but how do you really yeah, handle it? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm sometimes in- inconsistent with that, um, for sure. Um, you don't. Uh, you don't always instinctively want to just bring everything to God in prayer. It's. it's sometimes you just want to be bitter. Um, yeah, sometimes you just want to. Sometimes you just want to complain, and, and or just vent to someone. Um, I mean, you don't go home and sulk, do you? No, no, don't sulk. I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I do. I totally <laughs> sulk over disappointment. I, I I don't sulk as much as I just I just uh pro- probably just blame things or or people or circumstances and just get bitter about uh, lots of things. Eventually, just things that are like unrelated. It's stupid. Um, so it just builds up inside it, of you. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, and it's and it's and it's frustrating sometimes because you're um trying to get people to see something that's like so clearly um obvious to to you and you're and you're like why are you not getting this why are you like why are you not getting the gospel and you have sometimes we we uh we expect people to like um or we we expect unbelievers or we expect new believers um to get things that have taken us like six years of you know Mm -hmm. believing to, to to understand and we why like why are you not why don't you understand this yet? Why don't you get this? And like, what were we like when, like, you know, in our first year of being a Christian? Like, there's so many things, you know, I did not understand, didn't have a, a clue about. Um, yeah, we actually touched on that in episode 14. No, 15. 15. Episode 15. We actually touched on that a bit on the mission of the church. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, that's that's one area of... Um, of frustration, disappointment, sometimes. Um, well, let's be honest. None, none of us. We don't. We never handle disappointment well. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that, that that's true for sure. Um, and, uh, but but I do think though that um, there there is a bit of, well, not a bit of, but but there is there is a, there is a sense of of relief um, when you when you do. Um, pray and, and and just say, um, you know, God, take this from me. Like I, I, there's so many unanswered questions about the future, about what's going to happen with this or that or this person and that person. Um, I don't know how this is going to play out, uh, but I'm just going to let you handle it and sort of, um, or or at least trust God with it, in a sense, um, rather than trying to. You know, like, like like we said in the last episode, um, stay up all night to try to make the seed grow when when that's God's job. Yeah, take take control of the situation. We want to have yeah. control. Yeah. Um, I think if you really look at the disip- uh, how you go through the being, sorry. I think if you really look at how people handle disappointment, it's kind of a lot like uh, the mourning process, right? Like when you when you mourn a death, there's there's stages to it, and I think it depends on how significant the disappointment is, right? There's you know the when you encounter disappointment, there's the confusion, there's the bitterness, there's the anger, there's the blame game, there's the uh, acceptance, and then there's the you know release back to God and. I, th- I think depending on, on the level of disappointment, like I just said, you spend more time in one of those buckets than you do the others. And like, I'll give you an example. So 
but I think it was almost two years ago now. Uh, I got a call one morning when I was at a men's Bible study. It was like six o'clock in the morning. My, my wife was in hysterics and I, I was like, what's going on? It's not, you know, you don't expect getting a call from your wife at six in the morning. Uh, you know, she's seven months pregnant with, uh, with your third child. And uh, through the, through the crying and through the, you know, just the overwhelming nature of, of the call you hear, the kids are gone. They're gone. Right. And, and so that particular morning, my, my daughter's got it in their mind to pack a lunch and go on a prayer walk. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you punish <laughs> that? Right? Super adorable, <laughs> but in the same hand. So, and the same hand, they're, they're either a, a three and a half and a, and a five and a half year old out walking, out prayer walking uh, in Kilbride and a seven and a half month pregnant wife. And the dad is halfway across town. And, you know, it, it was, it was an awful experience, but then, you know, I get home and I'm processing it and I was really stuck in that bitter, yeah, that bitterness, right? And, and like Curtis said, you, you got to just release it back to God because, you know, it, it's, it'll, as it says in James, right? You know, the wrath of man does not produce the, the righteousness that God requires. And mm-hmm. so I, I really had to sit in that moment and say, Lord, all right have I ever done this? And you know, truth be told, I did this to my parents. I, I ran away after <laughs> ice cream when I was four years old, right? You didn't even go on a prayer walk. You went for ice cream. I went for, I was just, I wanted to fulfill the flesh so much when I was four, right? Your kids are way um, more righteous than you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But, it, but it's still, I had to really just give it back to God and say, all right, Lord, you know, uh, I'm thankful that my kids are are here. You know, it could be so much worse. But there was still, like, that was a huge, huge issue and the amount of time I spent in that bucket of bitterness would have been so much more than let's say you know the kids dropped the tv remote Mm -hmm. you know right so just perspectives on yeah like I said earlier like I saw like I've done events where they've gotten great I'm like oh man like that was fantastic and then of course you'll be like yeah no thank god for that but you know when the event really tanks you're like no one likes me. Mm. I'm a I'm a failure. Am I even called in ministry? And yep. you know that goes through my head. And then and then after the sulking, that's when I start to get bitter because I'm like, no, I'm not that bad. But you like, know what also happens though. So you have this experience, uh, and then you come up to like in like as you're just saying that this event you put on this event and mm-hmm. you're you're so excited for it and it doesn't go the way you ha- uh, the, the way you thought and disappointment sets in you go through the process you give it back to God but then you come to the next event and you have Satan chirping you yeah right saying hey do you remember what happened last time this is gonna happen again so oh, it's wicked wicked man yeah so I get I get bitter and then you know. And then all it takes for something to happen and I could snap at my wife or I could snap at my kids. And I realize I'm not angry at my kids. I just haven't properly processed or handled this disappointment. Like you guys have been saying, I haven't brought it to God. I haven't went to God and been like, you know what, God? Like it didn't go the way I wanted. I'm trusting it went the way you wanted. I mean, you're sovereign over everything. I might not understand it, but you know, help, help me to process this. Help me to not... You know, try and wrestle control from you every time I do an event because guarantee it's going to happen again. And I'm just thinking as you're talking about a, you know, can, can I pull from scripture to, you know, bring it back to people that were, you know, 
traveling with Jesus. And so like, think about when, when you have the disciples and the apostles, right? And they're following Jesus for three years and they're living it with him. They're just seeing great, crazy things happen. They're seeing resurrections. They're seeing healings. They're seeing authoritative teaching. Jesus is really sticking it to the religious system. And then he's killed. And what, what's their response? Run away. Right? They flee. They scatter. So you can't, like, I would have a hard time uh, believing that disappointment didn't set in, mm-hmm. in, in in them. And so they scatter. They they go all over uh, Israel. And But then what do you see Jesus doing? He calls them back. He's like, guys, come on. Let's have some fish on the beach, right? And he, he reinstates Peter. It's just, it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful example of, of God's grace and forgiveness and I also think about uh, when the paralyzed man was lifted down through the roof by his friends, Jesus first forgives his sin. Mm. He doesn't heal him right away. And I've often thought, I mean, this is obviously creative liberally, but can you imagine that man? Like, you know, it's part of him saying, I didn't come here for you to forgive my sins. I came here for you to heal my legs. Yep. You know, yep. is, is that going through your head? Because, I mean, I'm sure we've all been in situations like that like i didn't come here for you to do this god like i came here for this to happen again i i i right absolutely and basically we're the source of our own disappointment Mm. (laughs) right Mm. Uh, but then obviously you know jesus is using that as an illustration to teach the pharisees that he has authority over sin that he has the authority the authority to forgive sin and then he tells the man to get up and walk you know he has authority over sickness over nature we see that through the gospels um but yeah, disappointment is throughout is in scripture, no doubt, and it's in it's in our own lives, and we don't always handle it the best way. But even though we don't always handle it the best way, we have people in our lives who can help us handle it. So let's talk about for a second how you know our wives and how you know your girlfriend Curtis, how you know they help us handle our disappointment. So uh, Curtis, how's how does Celeste help you when you go home or you're out with her and you're bitter or you're sulking or you're angry because it's you're disappointed by something how, how does she help you i think um it, it it's a combination of uh, of a couple things like if um you know if i'm just really disappointed or, or, or sulking or whatever um she, she can she can remind me of of um she, she can lift, lift me up let's say that um she will will know what to say or know what to do to help me feel better and realize you know not everything's a complete failure just because this one thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but on the, uh, on the other hand, you know, she has a way of humbling me sometimes too. If something happens, you know, another another aspect of uh, of disappointment is that you can oftentimes get prideful um, and then start blaming other people that you're the reason this happened and you know uh you know it's not me because you know i'm i'm good at this and i do this and i do this or i have this qualification or whatever people don't know how lucky they are to have yeah 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 Yeah, at that point um it's uh it's helpful to have um your wife or my case my girlfriend um who who can say um yeah just you know simmer down there but like and can humble you um, so you don't you don't get all puffed up. Um, yeah, come over here, Macho Man. Let yeah. me show you how Macho you really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So exactly. Curtis, how do you respond? Like, let's say you're uh, you encounter something and you're disappointed. 
how do you respond when it's your girlfriend hum like saying smart up by right as opposed to a friend like do you find you're more open to receiving that critical like snap out of it man like grow up right from your girlfriend as opposed to you know myself or adam right um yeah i think i, I think if it was just one of you guys i'd probably just be a bit more quiet um with celeste i'd probably converse a bit more i also probably i'd probably uh be a bit more defensive too with her um you know and, and try to somehow talk my way out of it a bit more um realizing that i i wouldn't be able to do that anyways <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah she got me <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I do think i'd probably just be yeah i i probably talk a bit more with her and and um and and open up a bit bit more i guess you know, you could say um whereas you know with other people i might just i might just accept it i wouldn't try to you know be defensive or anything like that i just sort of take it and take it and leave it um yeah there've been times when you know i've come home and you know so me and Sabrina have been married 7 years this year so there've been plenty of times where i've come home been super you know disappointed frustrated angry you name it and sabrina just reminds me like she'll say you know is that really what happened you know did the person really say it that way or are you just perceiving it this way or you know we'll think about you know like you know how can you know um let's say i'm disappointed in how people perceived a message i spoke she might say you know you know either i thought it was great and she might really, or she might say, you know, maybe you just didn't put as much effort. Maybe you didn't practice as much this weekend before you preach. And, you know, that, that affected your delivery. Or, you know, she, she helps bring me down to where I need to be. And uh, that humbling aspect as well, you know, when you think you're great, as, you know, you're God's gift to everyone around you. Your wife knows, you know, that you're not always that great. And your girlfriend knows. They see the part of you that you know other people most often don't see and they're able to ground us and you know point us back to christ and that's what we want we want you know women around us you know well our wives or our girlfriends to be able to point us back to christ to bring us back to reality to that's and that's what a great wife or supporter or helper does they point you back to christ and they bring you back to reality because as men we can often get so caught up in ourselves and our dreams or aspirations or you know, how great we really are. No one appreciates me or what work I put into this. And they help level that out pretty quick. And there's also this, uh, there's another factor of bringing your wife or, you know, your friends into this world of disappointment as you're experiencing it. Because, uh, so I, and I'm just, I'm looking at some of the questions that we were talking about in last week's episode. And so I, it kind of touches on one of those questions and this uh, the topic today. So the, the question for last week that we were talking about is, is disappointment in ministry any worse or different than the disappointment others face? So in, in ministry, I'll just start by saying this. In, in ministry, as pastors and preachers and church planters, you're undoubtedly going to encounter disappointment, whether it's, you know, someone on a, on a music team or in some sort of ministry, you know, drops the ball, you're undoubtedly disappointed in, in what has happened. Uh, so that's, that's the scenario that I want to start with. And let's say as, as a pastor, uh, I, I then come home and I'm disappointed. I need to be very, 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 very careful that I'm 
not bringing my wife into this world of disappointment so as to cause her to look at someone else with jaded eyes, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? Yep. So so there's this one one element of, you know, I want my wife to to come alongside me, but I have to be careful in what I'm actually saying to my wife so that she doesn't now look at this other person with, you know, uh, different different lenses on, so to speak. And so, yeah, there's that tightrope that you got to gotta walk when you... And that's one thing that makes disappointment so different and difficult sometimes in ministry mm-hmm. is because it can come home with you. Yeah. It can affect your wife. Your wife can be affected, affected by something someone said at the church or someone said to her or about the kids or something, or you can bring some, something home and, you know, we're not perfect. We could inadvertently vent on our wives or say something like you said to cause her to look negatively or poorly on someone else in the church. And it, it, it can be complicated at times. No, absolutely. And I think like while we're on this subject, it's always important to, so what I'm not saying is I'm not saying your wife shouldn't be your confidant. She shouldn't be the one you come to. This is why God brought man and woman together so mm-hmm. that we could do life with one another, right? So that yep. we could carry each other's burdens and ultimately come before Christ and, and say, you know, here's what I'm struggling with. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is have someone else outside of church, outside of your church family that you can go to and you can talk about things uh, because, you know, as much as I can say, you know, you got to protect your wife. You don't want to s- start go dishing to your buddy who sits next to you in church and be like, oh, this person sucks and they really dropped the book because now they are looking at the person uh, in in a different lens. And so as far as accountability and just a, a, a way to talk through things, yeah, it, it for me, it's always been good to to have someone who's not inside the church that I can talk to. Uh, that's a Christian brother. I should qualify that about disappointments and ministry struggles and, and issues that you encounter. Which is why I think our model here at Malwin Mission works so well. I mean, our model is to have planters move into community, but then they would have teams of interns and their families, if they have families or if they're single, but they would also move into, say, Kilbride, where you are, at, Matt. Um, and that would be your team. They would be your interns. They would be the families that work with you. But they would be the ones that you could go to for support. I mean, how many times? I mean, one, my family has gotten complicated. My extended family has gotten complicated over the last year. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there have been certain conversations that have happened. And I've come in and I've had to vent basically, for lack of a better word, to you and Dave, yeah. but not because not because I'm complaining, but because I just need to get it in my system, and I don't need to vent all over my wife. Mm-hmm. I don't need to you know, give all this to her. I can tell you guys, you guys give me some great advice. It's just a different perspective, too. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, and you guys give me some great advice, and then once it's in my system, I'm good. Mm. I am great. I have you guys to go to, and the same thing. Like when you're, When you're disappointed, you can come to me or Dave or even Curtis now, and we can support each other in that way. How's how's the team helped help you guys? No, that's a great question. I, I really love the team that we have here. So we we've got a number of guys and girls on the mile one team who have different life uh, experiences. Different, they come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, uh, and and really different advice. But you know, not to say that it's different 
opposing different is just the advice comes from differing backgrounds, right? And it's, it's so good to be able to see a number of views on, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But ultimately, the team really rallies around me uh, when I'm encountering ministry disappointment. Uh, they bring me back to the gospel. They point me to Christ. They, they, they show me that my identity is not in this disappointment, but it's actually as a child of God. And I would just say it's super encouraging. Uh, it, it sucks sometimes to be told, you know, maybe the cause of the disappointment is, is you. Um, but, you know, it's, it is very therapeutic, if I could use that word. Uh, I just, I, I so appreciate it. It's nice to be able to, uh, you know, sit down and uh, debrief on bigger issues and even on smaller issues. You know, as Adam was just mentioning, he's got a complex family situation uh, happening right now. And so do I. Uh, I have a, a complex family situation that's been going on for 15 years. Uh, <laughs> and so it's just, it's nice to be able to share, uh, you know, similar issues and, mm-hmm. and be able to be like, you know what, can you, can you just pray for me? Can you just give me a shoulder to cry on, so to speak? And, and yeah, so I'm, I love it. It's great. It, re- it really is. How about you, Curtis? Have you had any moments where the team's really been able to help you manage your disappointment? Yeah, well, you know, I think the the old adage is true that friends, real friends, tell you what you need to hear, and not necessarily what you want to hear. And, and I think that's been the case. There's been times where you know I need encouragement, or I need someone to tell me that you know this was good, this was a good job, or something like that. And 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 other times where. Um, you know, if you're just constantly told that all the time, you, you need someone to to humble you, and um, like like sermon feedback could could be an example, where I, I was given sermon feedback my first time I was practice preaching, and you know I realized I had a lot of things to work on, but but people were still encouraging, um, and uh, and and the and the second time I I found it tough because I I practice preached twice because I um. It was my first time preaching, and so I practiced preached twice in front of the staff here, and and, and I was a, I found myself a bit more or uh, a bit more defensive with with some of the some of the feedback because I I was thinking you know I, I you know I made all these changes you know I, I listened to what you said the first time and you know now I'm doing this and now I'm getting all these other comments like what happened to these comments the first <laughs> time like like come on like and you know it, it's easy to get frustrated like that, um, and. You know, to, to to have people to 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 humble you, to remind you why you're preaching, what the purpose of preaching is for, um, and but to also encourage you and you say, hey, you know, you're doing you're doing a good job with this and things like that. Also help to also help to make it um, easier along the way and help the learning curve be a bit more, um, yeah, a bit more easy. Yeah, having that team dynamic really makes things a bit easier. You're, you know, it doesn't rest on you. I mean, yeah, we can go back and say, you know, it rests on God. This is His church, and we know that. But as humans, you know, I can only imagine how much harder it would be if I had to go plant a church by myself. I didn't have anyone, you know. And then how do you not go and vent to your wife? How do you not, you know, throw all this on top of her, which she doesn't necessarily need? Uh and then, but then, if you have someone you can go go talk to, who's part of your team, who's going through the same things you are, you can strategize together. 
Yeah, having that team dynamic has been really great. Uh, Curtis, I've gotten to know you over the last few months, and I feel like I could probably know how to you know, come alongside you better after serving with you for the last few months. Uh, it's been great to see you grow and, and you know, we just get to see your passion for ministry. And Matt, you know, we've we've served together for the last year and a half, really getting to know each other. And, you know, I can know when something is, you know, bothering you, when something is, you no know, really, you know, bugging you. And I've gotten in your office before, asked you what's up. And, you know, you same for me. You've asked me sometimes, you know, am I feeling okay? Is everything all right? And we're able to confide in each other that way. And it's great to have that team come behind you. And that's one thing I'm really thankful for here at Mile One Mission. Well, guys, we're coming up on the end of this episode. So thank you so much for your, you know, being so candid, being so open and honest about how you handle your own disappointment. And, you know, we're honest about, you know, we don't get it right. We need people to point us back to Christ, whether that be our wives, whether that be our girlfriends or the team around us. We need to often have someone point us and remind us of where we need to go with this discipline. Also, who's in control and ultimately where our value is, is found. It's not found in our events. It's not found in our preaching. Our value is found in Christ. Mm. And that's also probably a very big root of why we get disappointed. So thank you again for listening and catch us again next week. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.